So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. So today's topic is calling audibles. And let me give you the real quick definition of calling audibles, and then I've got a really great story about this. So calling audibles is to decide what to do in the last second after seeing all possible options and obstacles that come up. Let me say that again. Is to decide what to do in the last second after seeing all possible options and obstacles that come up. So that's what calling audibles are. But sometimes calling audibles is just a change. Just a plain Jane change. You're seeing something that's needs to happen. You're seeing something that needs to change in your life or in your business <coughs> or in your relationship. So calling audibles is just taking, I don't know, looking at your life, looking at what's going on and saying, hey, this isn't working and we need to make a change. So great story about this. So back, I don't I don't think everybody remembers, but back in 2007, 2008, uh, when uh, basically the real estate market collapsed. And when that happened, in my UPS, I only had one UPS store then. And because uh, I didn't start growing any of my UPS stores until 2011. But I only had one UPS store. And my wife was pregnant with, uh, in 2008, my wife was pregnant Um with our guy pregnant in December with my twins. And, but we were in this weird place. My wife was taking care of my UPS stores at this time. And she was managing my, actually she was managing my one UPS store at the time. And, and, and we had seen that this market in 2008, like really change and just really start to deteriorate. And so, we decided in 2009, um, because people weren't shipping as much, my business was suffering a little bit, and so <clears throat> we called an audible. And what we did is that we looked at all the possible options to bring more revenue into our business. And we also looked at what was going to be the most profitable option. And at the UPS store, we have a bunch of different profit centers. And so we started looking at our different profit centers. And we looked at mailboxes. And we looked at notary. We looked at, I mean, we looked at everything. Faxes and greeting cards and office supplies and packing. Uh, but packing marries up with shipping. So you don't really pack a whole lot unless you're shipping a whole lot. And our shipping was declining. And so we started looking at one area that always fascinated me 
and we had a really good profit margin. It was 65% to 90% depending upon the product, but it was printing. <coughs> and printing was something that I'd done a little bit of. You know, we made copies, made flyers, these kinds of things. But we really looked into what was what was all about printing. And we looked at what was the best way to get into printing, who was our ideal, our ideal customer, you know, for printing. And also we looked at, you know, what was our best profit margin on the type of printing we could do. And so we did a little research. We found out that business cards, <coughs> guys, please excuse me. Like I said, I still am suffering a little bit from, um, from where I've been sick. So I'm still going to have a little bit of a cough here and there. So just bear with me. So back to business cards. So what we did is that we switched our focus onto small business owners who was needing business cards. During this time frame, people lost a lot of, a lot of their jobs. People started um, opening up their own businesses. <clears throat> this was a great time for us to get into printing. But... You know, like I said, calling audibles, it's what's the possible options and what are the obstacles? Well, first of all, <clears throat> we didn't know anything about producing print, like complex print, like business cards. And so I had to go do some research on this. And it turns out I was able to buy this little bitty hand, uh, not handheld, but little bitty desktop um, manual <clears throat> business card slitter. And it was under $100. And I was just like, well, this is the perfect way to get into business cards. So that's what we started doing. <clears throat> and then I also looked into doing print online and um, having someone else produce some of the print. And, and in this whole process, we ended up coming, with, coming up with this thing is that if somebody could wait about <clears throat> a week or 10 days to get their printing, on business cards, we could do buy 500, get 500 free. And my cost difference was about $1.25 from 500 business cards to 1,000. So I was able to offer someone 1,000 business cards um, at a really good price. <clears throat> and so that's what I did. And this was back in 2009. And that's how I really got into printing and how I called an audible to make myself profitable. And we grew that year probably, I think, 12% that year. And so <clears throat> it really made sense for us to do these things. And so that there is an example of me calling an audible. So there's basically three different things in calling audibles that you really need to consider. And so the, the, uh, so the three are sight, options, and obstacles. And so the big thing was, is that <clears throat> under sight, we're talking about looking at the big picture, right? So I'm going to go back to my example. So looking at big picture, I looked at, hey, this is happening. I, I looked at my numbers. <clears throat> I seen the trends. But I also did some research and looked at people were starting their own business, what was my profit center that I was going to make <clears throat> the the most money at? Because I was roughly making 
about 45% profit on my shipping, where now I can make 65 to 95%. And I was making about 70% profit on that buy 500, get 500 free. So <clears throat> we pushed hard. And I was looking at the big picture there. The next piece on this under under site is microsite or 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 looking down, you know, getting on a microscopic level and digging deep into the details. <clears throat> and so that's when, you know, I was looking at the big picture saying, hey, we gotta do something different. We're losing money, right? But then I zoned in on, hey, we gotta we got to do business cards for small business owners and new business owners. <clears throat> and we focused in on blue collar workers because they needed lots of business cards. So we're talking about landscapers. We're talking about folks that mow grass, um, plumbers, electricians, anybody that was in the service industry like that. <clears throat> we looked at, <coughs> excuse me. So we really went after this. And so big picture, we knew that we had to change. Micro, we 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 picked our target um customer very well. And then we went after it. And when I put those two things together, you could see the entire picture then because you had to look far out and wide. And then you also had to figure out exactly what was going to make you money. And this is what we did. So that's sight. You need to look at the big picture. You need to drill down. And you need to put both those pictures together to get an overall view of where you're at, what you need to do, and how you're going to do it. <clears throat> the next thing is options. And options are really big because you need to look at how many options do you have, do you have too many options? Narrowing down your options, choosing your best options on the information you have, and being okay if you make mistakes. <clears throat> and that's part of the big thing here. So let's go back to my example of what, what we did. <clears throat> so I had a lot of options. So how many options did I have? I had a bunch. Um, we've probably got 10 to 12 profit centers. And I was looking at something that, for me at least, was going to put me a little bit out of my comfort zone because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to do much of it, but I was willing to learn. <clears throat> and and like I said, I had a bunch of options. I had a little, too many, so I narrowed these things down. And I and the two two that I really started focusing on was mailboxes and printing. And when I narrowed that down even more, I figured out that printing was a quicker, easier option. And on top of that, it hit my target audience. It hit my target customer. It hit my ideal customer, which is a small business owner. <clears throat> and then I could upsell or cross-sell them to mailboxes. And so in doing this, it really, it really made an easy, it was really a no brainer because, you know, a small business owner having a mailbox in our center 
just made sense. And if I could get them on business cards, I could get them on other printing. If I could get them on other printing, I could possibly cross-sell them into a private mailbox at my location. So that's what we did. And so, and so, like I said, we had to drill down and we had to figure these things out. And I had to get rid of all the options that we had in, in our store and really just think about, okay, <clears throat> this is the things that we need to um, focus on. This is the customer. And, and the thing is that once we figured out who our ideal customer was, because the small business owner in UPS stores... <laughs> spends more money than anybody else does three times as much money in our store because we offer everything that they need. We basically become a small business owner's personal assistant. If you really think about it, we don't do, we don't make all the calls or schedule stuff, but everything else besides, I mean, we, we ship package for them. We give them a place to receive their mail and their packages. We produce all of their marketing materials for them, which is printing. Because the thing about it is, is that once I started getting into printing, you know, <clears throat> I started offering all kinds of other things for these folks. Because not only was I printing their business cards, then I talked to them about flyers or any upcoming marketing campaign. Um, we did EDDMR, EDDMR, which is Every Door Direct Mail, <clears throat> which means instead of... Um, Instead of you addressing it, you would pick a mailing route, and everybody on that mailing route got your piece, got got your promotional piece. They were normally oversized pieces, <clears throat> and so we and so we offered a turnkey piece for that. We would produce it, and we would mail it for them all for a single price. So there's all kinds of things that we did, but we narrowed in on that small business owner. It didn't matter if it was male or female; <clears throat> they both had very similar problems. But we did have to address, you know, so much so like one of my small business owners, she owned a um, a gym that specialized in women clientele. So only women could join this gym. And so she needed pink paper for flyers and she needed pink business cards and she needed all these things done in pink. And so <clears throat> we helped her out. We created all of these forms for her. We printed all this stuff for her. It was, it was one of these big things. And so you just got to remember, you know, look at what your customers' needs are. Um, you have to solve their, their needs first, and then you can get to their wants. Because sometimes their wants are, are out of their budget, <clears throat> but their needs they have to pay for. And so... In doing these things, we narrowed the options down on what profit center we were going to go after, who our target market was, <clears throat> and then we went out and advertised and went after these folks. And we started talking about business cards, and we advertised business cards all the time. And we got a huge influx. We did it on billboards and radio. Um, we did all kinds. We did... Uh, um, a direct mail piece. We did a, a EDDMR. We did, I mean, there was all kinds of things we did around business cards and we would focus in like on the EDDMRs. I would, I would send it out to every business. I, I'd pick a business route and I'd send it out to every business on that because most of these folks were small business owners. And then we nailed down <clears throat> and we got, um, 
we even took our options to a really niche market, what we call vertical markets. <clears throat> and I focused on, so my vertical market in the small business owners was franchise pizza places. So we're talking about, and, and, and the ones that are off kind of the beaten track is what we really focus in, like Jets, <clears throat> uh, Marcos. Um, but we did stuff for Papa John's. We did stuff for Domino's. We did stuff for Pizza Hut. And they normally have all of these, you know, all this national marketing stuff that comes in. But what we found out is that sometimes on weekends, they would, in their local markets, they would offer special deals. And they would need flyers to put onto their pizza boxes. And we found a company that owned, I think it was 12 uh, Papa John's. And so they would come in, they would order like 5,000 things at one time. And then they would um, distribute them out to all uh, 12 locations, <clears throat> X amount, for whatever that weekend special was. And so that there was a great thing. And we started doing their business cards because they found out that our business cards were cheaper than they can get it from their corporate printer. So the thing is, is that you really have to come in and call an audible. And once we got into the small business owners and stuff, I figured out that, hey, these pizza people, because I had one pizza chain came in and asked for us to print some more flyers for them for one of their campaigns. And then it got me, it sparked my interest that I narrowed down and looked into this and started going by and seeing all these different owners or the managers of these pizza joints. <clears throat> and sure enough, I was able to get their business because I just went in, had conversations with them and said, Hey, what can I help you with that? You're not getting from corporate that you're not getting from your national printer that you can, that we can provide you quick and easy and see, I was, I was feeling a, a niche with inside them because they always would want something done quickly or whatever. Whenever COVID hit in our stores, we reached out to all the restaurants and say, hey, can we print uh, paper menus for you? And that increased our printing during COVID because we knew that there was a market for that. And that, that there's another great story of calling the Audible. COVID hits. People are not going into restaurants, and when they were able to go into restaurants, but they always needed paper, paper menus to give out to people. And people were picking stuff up, calling stuff in and picking stuff up, right? In restaurants, they needed paper menus. And so we really filled that kind of market right there. So you really need to be calling audibles with inside your business. And towards the end of this, I'll give you another story of where I called an audible in my life. So, but that there's the options. So we looked at all of our options and we made some mistakes too. It says, you know, you got, you got to be okay with making mistakes. The reason why is because mistakes are learning opportunities. What did you learn from this mistake? And that's a thing that you're going to hear in all, I'm a, I don't know if in all my podcasts, but in a lot of my podcasts is mistakes and failures are okay. You just got to put them in their place and understand what they are. <coughs> They are nothing more than learning opportunities. What did you learn? What are you not going to do again? What are you going to do differently? So just remember that. So be okay with making some mistakes in life. If you're not making mistakes, then you're not growing. I can tell you that right now. 
because if you're on it all the time and you never make mistakes and you're perfect, uh, then you're stuck. You're arrogant. You're prideful. Get out of that. So the third thing is obstacles. So I'm going to kind of go, go through these and then we will kind of apply them to what I was talking about. So figuring out what are the obstacles? Are there too many opt- opt- obstacles? Ah. Are there too many obstacles? Can you find any shortcuts? Are the shortcuts going to make the problem worse? The last one is obstacles show your true character. And so the thing with printing was is that at the time, I didn't know a whole lot about it. So, and that, that there was the biggest obstacle I had. I mean, we had, um, we had printers so I can print the stuff. I had a paper supplier. I can get the paper I need. Okay. But I didn't have all the finishing equipment. And so that's the reason why I looked at an online supplier, teamed up with some, with, with an online uh, printing provider that I could possibly get stuff <clears throat> and I didn't have to spend a whole lot of money in in printing finishing equipment. And the stuff I did buy, I bought over time and I didn't buy everything at the moment. I didn't go out and spend all this money. I didn't have the money to spend. So that there, so that there was some of the other obstacles. I didn't have all the printing and I didn't have the knowledge on how to, one, design it, two, produce well produce it so i could finish it and three finish it because that second one produce it so you can finish the product is a biggie there's all kinds of graphic designers out there and if if you're a graphic designer listening to this don't get upset with me but what they don't teach you in school is that they don't teach you how to produce a beautiful um piece that can be produced that that you can print and then um and then and then uh finish which is cutting or whatever needs to be done to it to where you have a finished product to give to the customer <laughs> and so they really don't teach you a lot of this stuff they'll teach you how to put a bleed in or some of these other things and if you're not in the printing world it's okay but they'll, they'll teach you how to do some of these things but they won't tell you how to do multiples up on a page and all these other things so i Guys, and I understand I'm not talking printing jargon right now, and I apologize. But <clears throat> anyhow, so let me get off that. Once again, I went down a little rabbit hole, folks. So if you've been a long-time listener, you understand me very well as I go down rabbit holes, but I'll come back. So, but anyhow, but th- those was kind of the obstacles I had to figure out. <clears throat> and so I watched a lot of YouTube videos, um, and YouTube helped me out tremendously it showed me how to finish it showed me how to do things um, to where I wasn't spending a lot of money um, I found items that I could finish products with like that little business card slitter that sat on a desk that was a little manual piece that that, that, that you turn you know we, we could produce some in-house business cards if somebody needs something quickly and so you know I mean th- there was times the, the one thing that uh, that we also specialized in you talking about digging down and drilling down into something is that um, we was able to do a hundred business cards same day. 
I know it's saying a lot. And um, they weren't perfect business cards. But let's say somebody came in and they said, hey, I got an event tomorrow morning. I got to be at at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. I got a networking group. I got to be at at 7 or 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. And I need some business cards. I'm completely out. Can you help me out? Sure. And we would charge a setup fee and we would charge a expedited fee. And we would say, hey, here's here's 100. And then we'll get these things sent off and get you some really nice ones. Two and he would and the person would pay he or she would pay for, um, the business cards, a hundred business cards and they'd pay for the buy five hundred get five hundred free, then they would have stuff. And the cool thing about this is as as we as we went over time, one of our big mistakes was is that towards the back of the stack, people need a reminder of hey it's time to reorder business cards, and we didn't put something back there. So what we started doing is that we ordered another business card that said, hey, call the UPS store to order more business cards. And we made it a really bright color. And we would stick it in about a third of the way back in their stack of 1,000. And so the last, like, I don't know, 250 cards, we would uh, we would put that three, 300, two, 250, 300, somewhere in that range. We would put these... Uh, these this one business card in that said that had our information on it to call the UPS store to order more cards. And it was just it was so cool because I can't tell you when we started doing that, I can't tell you how how many people um started um I mean how many people reordered. And something else we did too is um is that we would put two or three up to ten of, of our store business cards in the stack with um, with with their own business cards, too. So then this way, if somebody asks, hey, where'd you get your business cards, they could hand out one of our business cards to them. We got lots of kind of referrals that way, too. And so, you know, it was, it was these small calling audibles. Hey, I need to change this to make this better, right? And it's when we, when we seen these things and we looked at these things, it's calling audibles, is one of the best things you can do in your business. And here's the thing about it is, it may not be perfect. It may not work. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is that you can sometimes call an audible and you're just like, this is the most fantastic thing ever. And then next time you do something and it's it makes things worse. Also, too, whenever you're looking at the obstacles, see if you can find shortcuts. And um, shortcuts can really help out. It really help out. So, like in for the instance in, in printing, uh, we would find little shortcuts on like how to um, what, what was the best way. So, how about this? So, on my printers, so that this is a great little shortcut. On my printers, I get the same charge for printing a eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper, the same as I do eleven by seventeen. So, what we started doing is that we started putting multiple business cards up on 11 by 17 and then cutting those in half and then finishing them in house that there was a great little shortcut because I use less paper and I'll use less ink and I got charged less. So it was a little more profitable for me so that there was a great shortcut. Sometimes you can find shortcuts that make things worse too. So just kind of weigh that stuff out and you can, you don't know until you try it. And sometimes it's just like, oh, no, this is way terrible. I shouldn't do this. <coughs> just like um, what I call a shortcut is, is that 
I found a, another online printer that um, had a shorter lead time than the one I was using. So I tried them out for a couple of items, and the quality that came back was terrible. And so that there was a shortcut that made things worse. So it's all of these things. And during this whole thing, during these obstacles that you have, it really shows your character and what you're and what you're willing and not willing to do. I could have still went with that other um, printer, right? That had not as good quality and passed that on to my customer. But the thing about this is that that was showing a bad character. That 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 that's a bad quality, um, and that's not the kind of person I am. I want to give my my customers, even if I have to pay a little more and wait a little longer, I still want to give them a great product. And so your character really comes out in these times. And so, and sometimes you really need to even ask, you need to ask yourself sometimes, do you even need to call an audible right now? Sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. You know, the old adage, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, sometimes that's correct. Sometimes finding a shortcut or trying to make something better makes things worse. Sometimes you don't need to call audibles, but sometimes you do. And, I, and I'm going to tell you right now, the best way to look at calling audibles is look at trends going on in your industry. Okay. It will tell you up front what's going on and, and, and what's happening. So I'll give you a prime example of calling it. So somebody said, we called an audible uh, back, I don't know, three weeks ago. No, it was two months ago. It was like the end of December. So I don't know. Six, eight weeks. And um, we've been trying to hire for our UPS stores. And we realized that, um, that we wasn't getting qualified candidates at the current pay rate. And so we called an audible and we raised our base pay rate up. I'm not going to tell you what we what it was or what we raised it to, but we figured out because we kept on getting terrible candidates. And so you pay for what you get. And so we raised it up and now we're getting better qualified candidates to work for us. And so just remember that. There's also a flip side of that. Sometimes if you raise it up too much, then then you then you're way overpaying for people. So the thing is is that, you know, it's a uh, it's trial and error, folks. But you need to figure out what your market's gonna bear. And that's the same thing that happened with us. So we definitely raised our pay rate up, but we didn't, but I don't think that we raised it up to and it's better for for something like this right here, like pay rate, raise it up a little bit, see see what kind of candidates you get. If you're still not getting qualified, raise it up a little more. I mean, it could be a dollar or 50 cents makes a difference in, you know, say your say your base pay rate is 15 and then you move it to 16. You could get a totally different kind of candidate just from moving from 15 to 16. Well, let's say that you was at 10 and you moved it to 12. You can get a totally different kind of employee at these different pay rates. So I don't know what you're, I don't know what part, part of the world you're in, uh, what part of the United States you're in, but <coughs> sometimes raising pay rate will get you a better candidate. And that's what we found out that there was an audible that we called. 
So, folks, look at calling audibles in your life, in your business, and everything else. I said I was going to tell you a story about personal, but this podcast is run just a little long. So, anyhow, so uh, I'll save that story for another podcast. But, folks, y'all have a great, great day. I really do appreciate all my listeners, guys. And you know what? I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.